Welcome to week three of Started from the Bottom featuring Caleb Nixon and Joey Polizzi. This week we are talking about MLB all-star and bat-flipping legend Jose Bautista and his journey to the majors. Bautista was born on October 19, 1980. He is originally from the Dominican Republic, growing up in a family that was middle class. His parents enforced strict rules with his education, causing him to study English at a very young age. He attended De La Salle High School in Santo Domingo, which is a private high school. Right after finishing his senior year, MLB teams began offering him small contracts to join their teams. The Yankees offered him $5,000, while the Diamondbacks offered him $42,000. The Reds nearly offered him $300,000, but the Cubs pulled their offer later on. After finding no fit in the MLB, Bautista began making a highlight tape to send to American colleges. None of them responded until Oscar Perez contacted him. Perez informed Bautista of the Latin Athletes Education Fund and connected him to Dan Otterman, who helped fulfill these funds. Otterman eventually found a junior college that was a great fit for Bautista, Chipotle College. He played for this college for two years before being drafted in the MLB. He was drafted in the 20th round of the 2000 MLB draft by the Pittsburgh Pirates as a draft and a follow player. The Pirates signed him for $500,000 in 2001 after he received Florida Junior College Player of the Year. However, this was not the start to his career that you may think. In 2001, he went and played for the Williams Sports Crosscutters, who played in the Class A Short League, New York Penn League. In 2002, he played for the Hickory Crawdads in the Class A South Atlantic League. This year, he hit 14 home runs. However, 2003 brought some troubles for Bautista. He was now playing for Lynchburg Hillcats in the Class A Advanced Carolina League. In May of this year, Bautista broke his hand by punching a garbage can, causing him to miss two months. The Pirates then left him unprotected in the Rule 5 draft. The Baltimore Orioles decided to take a chance on Bautista by drafting him. Here is where Bautista began his rare MOB career. The Orioles were forced to keep him on the Major League roster all year or the Pirates would get him back. In June of 2004, the Orioles placed him on waivers and the Pirates did not want him back. He was then claimed by the Tampa Bay Rays. Exactly 25 days later, the Kansas City Royals purchased Bautista from the Rays. Roughly a month later, Bautista was moved again to the New York Mets. To top it off, the Mets then traded him back to the Pirates. If you're lost, let's put it this way. Bautista was on five rosters in one season, which is a record in the MLB. These are not the type of records Bautista wanted to set, but Bautista still struggled over the next several years. The Pirates sent him to the Double A in 2005, where he hit 23 home runs. In 2006, he finally got his chance with the Pirates. He was 25 years old, and in his first year, he batted 235 with 16 home runs in 117 games. In the field, he played third base, center field, and right field. The next year, he started 122 games while batting 254 and adding 15 home runs. His play in the field struggled, which may be a reason the Pirates decided to send him to the minors in the 2008 season. They then placed him on trade waivers. On August 21, 2008, 
the Pirates traded Bautista to the Blue Jays for Robinson Diaz. Bautista batted just 214 in 21 games for Toronto after the trade. After a mediocre 2009 season for the Toronto Blue Jays, they decided to bring back Bautista on a one-year, $2.4 million deal. This contract was the turning point for Bautista and proved to be a pivotal for the Blue Jays as well. In the 2010 season, Bautista started the season red hot at the leadoff spot. He would finish his 2010 campaign with the most home runs in the league at 54. He also drove in 124 runs while hitting 260 with a slugging of 617. Bautista would be named to his first All-Star game and finished fourth in the MVP race that season. He also won a silver slugger. The next season, Bautista picked up right where he left off. He once again led the league in home runs at 43. He also led the leagues in walks at 132, slugging at 608, and on-base slugging at 1056. Bautista also batted 302, which was his best in any season. Once again, he made the All-Star game, won a Silver Slugger, but this time he finished third in the MVP voting. Over the next couple of seasons, from 2012 to 2015, Bautista was a centerpiece of the Toronto Blue Jays. He would make the All-Star game in every season, including the 2012 season, where he only played 92 games. Bautista would also finish sixth in the 2014 and eighth in 2015 for MVP voting. One of Bautista's biggest moments came in the 2015 playoffs when he hit a three-run go-ahead home run in Game 5 of the 2015 ALDS. However, it's what happened after he hit the home run that made his moment so big. After the home run, Bautista delivered one of the most iconic bat flips in baseball history. However, Bautista and the Blue Jays would lose in the American League Championship against the Royals. Following the 2015 season, Bautista was never the same player. In 2016 and 2017, he didn't perform well for the Blue Jays. He did not hit over 235 in any season. He failed to hit over 24 home runs and didn't bring in many runs for the Blue Jays. On January 18, 2017, Bautista signed a one-year, $18 million contract with the Blue Jays. The contract included a $17 million mutual option for the 2018 season, as well as a $20 million vesting option for 2019. The Blue Jays would decline Bautista's option for the 2018 season, making him a free agent. Bautista would bounce around in the 2018 season. He was signed by the Braves to a minor league deal. However, after he struggled to hit above 150, the Braves decided to release him. The Mets would then take a chance on Bautista, but he wasn't much better there. He only batted 204 with nine home runs and 93 games. Bautista was then traded to the Philadelphia Phillies, where he would ultimately finish his career. Following the 2018 season, Bautista never signed with a team. However, in November 2019, Bautista expressed desire to continue his career after taking the 2019 season off. Then, in March 2020, he announced he was hoping to return as a two-way player. Bautista is reportedly hoping to represent his home country, the Dominican Republic, as a two-way player during Olympic qualifying. So, Joy, what a story here. Moving into the MLB this week, um, we got, like I said, bat-flipping legend, Jose Bautista. Um, what are your thoughts on him as a player in whole, as a whole? Yeah, he, um, 
he was a great player in the middle of his career, you know, from 2010, 2011 to 2015. He was a great player. You know, he led the Blue Jays in home runs, RBIs. He was just a great player at that 3-4 spot for the Blue Jays. You know, unfortunately, the beginning of his career, he had a slow start, and this is why we're talking about him. You know, he wasn't a guy out of college or out of high school, out of the Dominican Republic, who was a four or five-star recruit and was getting a lot of money his first year in the league. No, what this show is about is building your way up and proving and working hard. And I think that's what Jose Batista did here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love him as a player as well. He made a great name for himself in the MLB. But like you said, he had to start somewhere and his story was a lot different than other people's. So kind of starting in the childhood. Oh, yeah. Starting in the childhood. um, We see him in the Dominican Republic. Uh, You know, that's not that's not a place that might be known for baseball as much. And I think just growing up there, um, attending a private high school, I think that's just a stepping stone of what we're talking about. That's that's a very hard stepping stone to get into the major leagues. Um, He made it work. But what do you think? challenged him the most being a baseball player in the Dominican? Well, you know, what is the, the MLBs and it's in America and he's from a whole different, you know, country. And that just makes it tough on him, you know, coming from a private school too. He may not get, you know, the recognition that, you know, he might've deserved after high school. So just seeing that teams actually offered him small contracts, you know, that's a right stepping stone for Bautista and showed that Bautista, you know, he has potential to be a great MLB player. Yeah, it was interesting to read. Um, he, he had those smaller contracts from the Yankees and Diamondbacks, but apparently he uh, accepted the Reds contract that was around $300,000. Um, but before anything really went through, the Reds decided to pull the offer. And, you know, coming out of high school, you're probably 18 years old, seeing $300,000 handed to you. I mean, to play baseball in the major leagues, that just seems like uh, a dream come true, really. I mean, it, it, it probably would have been a little bit of a better start than going to a junior college, but ultimately the Reds pulled the offer. Um, so what do you think would have happened if he he accepted that offer and the Reds accepted that offer as well? Do you think he would have gone through the same path? It's tough because, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. So who knows? Maybe he accepted the Reds offer, but, you know, he never made it to – a team where he could excel at. And I think we'll get to later about the pros, but going through five teams in one year, I think this just made Bautista work harder and it paid off because he was a great player for four or five years in the league. But I just think, you know, looking back, maybe things would have been different and Bautista wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it happened for a reason. Um, It could have been a lot different. So uh, as he moved into college after the Reds pulled that offer. He did go to a smaller college, Chipola College, um, which is located in Florida. Um, and he played two years there. Not not much of a story there. I mean, he, he obviously, it was a junior college show. It's not like he's going to be getting huge looks for the MLB, but he still, I mean, he worked his way up at that college. He, he found a way to still get drafted. Uh, yeah, it was a 20th round, but his college still played a huge role to that. Um, and, and getting him into the majors. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, why are we talking about him? He didn't come from, you know, those top Power Five conferences in baseball, you know, the Creightons of the world and the 
the Oklahomas and the Texas and all those great college baseball teams, you know, we're not talking about Jose Batista going there. He worked his way up. He went to a small college. And even though he went to a small junior college, he was still able to get drafted in the 20th round, which, which is great to be honest with you. Yeah. Anytime you're drafted into a major league sport and um, in our country, it's just, I mean, it just shows that you have the ability. Um, Bautista definitely did. So when he uh, signed for half a million dollars in 2001, um, he didn't really have the start to his career that is ideal. And most people would think, hey, the Pirates signed him, signed him for 500000 Maybe he's going to actually be on that roster, um, be on the bench, get some, maybe get some playing time um, with injuries to players. But no, I mean, he started in some Class A leagues, and we see him play for the Williamsport Crosscutters, the Hickory Crawdads, um, and lastly, the Lynchburg Hillcats. So I think that was just another step like we talk about. I mean, those three years where he was in the minors, it's just another step. He, he started from the bottom. He had to work his way up. Um, and, and going off of the 2003 year, he also broke his hand. I mean, punching a trash can, that's frustration. That is because he, he's, he's mad because he's probably not in the majors yet. I mean, he's working, but at some point, frustration is going to sneak in there. Yeah, and at that point, he probably thought he was better, you know, than most prospects, and he thought he should be in the pros, but it didn't turn out that way. So I think, you know, him breaking his hand, as bad as it sounds, this might have been, you know, a learning lesson for Bautista to work harder, to get himself out there, hit the ball better, be a better fielder, to actually get to the pros and make a difference for a team. Yeah, and we saw that, like we said, the Pirates – pretty much let him go unprotected in the rule five draft. Um, and so the Baltimore Orioles drafted him uh, and that's where he began his career. And I am, um, it's just interesting. This is where we get into what you were talking about, Joey, the five teams in a year, he went to the Orioles. Um, they placed him on waivers. The pirates didn't want him back. So then he went to the Rays, Kansas city Royals. Um, and then he went to the New York Mets and came back to the pirates. And I, and I just, as as a player, that's got to be frustrating. Um, and so, Joey, if if that was you in that situation and you were in Bautista's shoes, I mean, personally, how would you feel about being on five rosters in one season? I would be frustrated. They're not giving him a chance. Five MLB rosters in one season, that just proves that none of the teams want him, and they're just kind of letting him go to get other pieces, get cash. It's just, for, if I was in that situation like Bautista, I would be extremely frustrated. But, you know, I think I would be motivated to work harder to prove to these teams that I'm not this player that can just get thrown around. I'm this player, I'm a great player, and I'm going to make a difference in the MLB. And it happens in the next couple of years, he takes off. Yeah, I mean, it is one thing that he was on these major league rosters still. Yeah, he was getting bounced around, but he was still considered to be eligible for the majors um and so the pirates kept him but sent him to the double a's in 2005 um but we see in that next year he finally gets his chance he doesn't play too bad i mean two three five 16 home runs and 117 games isn't bad for somebody that's getting their first chance in the major leagues um and obviously what with what he's gone through in the past i mean he may not think that the pirates completely trust him and want him in their organization um but then we also see him the next year increase more, batting at two two four five while starting 122 games, um, 
But then the Pirates, once again, placing him on the trade waivers. Um, that, that's just – he's playing two years there now. He's finally starting. Um, what do you think it was like for him to be placed on these waivers once again? You know, his two seasons, they're average. And I think that's not the Pirates, what they were shooting for. You know, in the de- around that time, they were, you know, a solid team, the Pirates. So it's tough for Bautista, you know, another – Another break that doesn't go his way. He's been playing average. He started 122 games the prior year, but the Pirates just, were just not happy with his production, and they're, they sent him to the minors once again, and I bet Bautista is now even more frustrated because he got a shot, but he's still finding himself down in the minors. Yeah, so then after the minors, the Pirates didn't decided, like I said, put him on waivers, um, and he got he got traded to his – Home that would be home for a while, probably something he was looking for. I mean, he hadn't been on a team for more than really a year straight. And so besides the Pirates for those two years right there, but we see him traded to the Toronto Blue Jays for Robinson Diaz. Um, and, and really after we see Bautista in 21 games, um, he bats 214, not very good. Um, and then 2009, he also has a mediocre season. What do you think it was that the Blue Jays saw in Bautista to bring him back on that one year, 2.4 million deal? I think they saw potential out of him. They knew what he can do. You know, they watched him in college. He was player of the year at his Juco college. They, they watched him build his way up to the majors. You know, he's not hitting the ball well, but they believe that this is a stepping stone to be something great. And I think, they gave Bautista one more chance, a one-year deal, $2.4 million deal. So like, this is it. This is, this is what you're here for. You want to prove to us that you can be on our team, prove it in the 2010 season. And guess what? This is where Bautista started to pick things up. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a better, there was no better deal for the Blue Jays that could have been made one year, 2.4 million deal. Like you said, maybe just a chance to prove himself. And, and I think that deal, I mean, it might go down as one of the greatest for Toronto Blue Jay history, because like you said, in that 2010 season, he came on at the leadoff spot, um, led the league in home runs at 54, um, drove in 124 runs, hitting a 260. I mean, he came on and, and out of nowhere, he made his first all-star game and finished fourth in MVP. And so that, that one-year deal really just set the tone for the rest of Bautista's career. And, I mean, how much of an impact did that deal play for the Blue Jays over the next five to six seasons, in your opinion? It was the, the way you said it perfectly. This this was the perfect trade. Might be one of the best, you know, deals in Blue Jays history. Signed him to just a one-year, $2.4 million deal. I mean, this is a guy who went from 2008 season hitting 214 to two years later finishing fourth in the whole league, in the AL, an MVP voting. That's just crazy. That just shows how much his hard work paid off, how he started from the bottom, five franchises in one season, to three, four years later, being you know one of the best hitters in baseball, hitting 54 home runs. You know, I think the Blue Jays were extremely happy with this production, and they were thanking uh, Bautista for turning up because their franchise in the next couple of seasons, you know, it was pretty good. Yeah, it definitely was. We've see, we see Bautista in the next year also lead the league in home runs and, and a bunch of other stats as well. And he batted the best of his career at 302. Um, All-star as well that year. 
third in MVP voting. And like you said, Joey, he just really uplifted that franchise for the next five to six years. And we see it in the 2012, 2015 um, through 2015 seasons. He was the centerpiece of that team. And he was the reasons they were making the playoffs, um, making these playoff runs. He, he was their leader. He was their MVP leading in MVP voting for that team. Um, and Joey, why don't you just talk about that? Probably his biggest playoff moment and maybe one of the biggest Toronto Blue Jays playoff moments, the legendary bat flip. Man, it's game five of the 2015 ALDS. You can imagine, you know, the energy is high. The fans are coming in. Bautista, you know, three-run home run go had to send them to the AL championship. Bautista does his little, his little bat flip, and holy, did the crowd go crazy. You know, that bat flip alone, man, it's – he threw it up. It twirls so many times. It's just – iconic if you haven't seen that you definitely have to go watch that bat flip it is so iconic I just think it speaks to the moment that Bautista was in you know he was a guy didn't get recruited highly out of his Juco college been in five MLB franchises in one year got his chance now 2015 the one chance that they had to maybe make a world series Bautista bat flips they go to the AL championship it just speaks to a great moment how much of a player, how great of a player Bautista is, and, you know, how he worked hard for this exact moment. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, that that moment really probably couldn't be put into words for Bautista. I mean, everyone, every kid, no matter what sport you're in, whether you play basketball, football, soccer, baseball, I mean, golf, anything, everyone lives for that one moment where you're hitting the walk-off home run, hitting the game-winning shot, scoring the game-winning touchdown, scoring the last goal to win the game. I mean, everyone dreams of that moment. And for Bautista to actually deliver in that moment, starting from where he did in the Dominican Republic, coming to a junior college, playing in the minors for so many years, and then just to be able to deliver for his team that he's been there for almost six years now and deliver a, a huge hit to send them to the championship against the Royals, the AL championship. It's just, it's something you write in a dream or it's something that happens in a dream. I mean, Bautista, I'm sure that was probably the greatest moment of his career as it was for so many Blue Jays fans. Um, just what a great moment that bat flip was. And, and like Joey said, if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to look it up because it is iconic. So following that 2015 year, uh, we really see Bautista kind of drop off, uh, he wasn't really the same player. Uh, he didn't hit over two, three, five in either of those seasons. Um, didn't hit over 24 home runs and didn't bring in many runs for the Blue Jays at all. Uh, so then we see him in 2017, just sign a one year, $18 million contract with the Blue Jays. Uh, so at that point, Joey, my question is, was that just, I guess, kind of similar to what we saw at the beginning of his Blue Jays career? Was that just a one year deal to, kind of keep him in the Blue Jays organization and hope that he can revive his career one last time? Yeah, you know, these MLB players, I guess they go in kind of slumps sometimes. Maybe his slump was two-year, like a two-year thing. So the Blue Jays wanted to make sure that Bautista was out, was done with his career. You know, he wasn't in his prime anymore. He's not that good of a player. So it just gave him a one-year contract. And if he was good, they, they would both agree on a $17 million deal in the second year. And they also had a third year deal of $20 million. But, you know, after that first year, Bautista, you know, he wasn't good for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays made the smart move, 
$17 million for a player that wasn't good anymore. It was the right move for the Blue Jays on letting him go. But the thing in 2016 season, another highlight of Bautista's career is when the Rangers and the Blue Jays played on, in May and Bautista got hit 98 miles per hour and then he slid into Ruffo door at second base and they started throwing punches. So I don't know if you guys remember that part of Jose Bautista's career, but you know, that one fight that he had, it was all over. That had to do to uh, the Rangers not liking what Bautista did with his iconic bat flip. Yeah, definitely another huge moment in his career. And although it might not be the most, I guess, respectable part of his career, the fights are always uh, some, of, I guess, some of the best for the player's career, just because you see him go out there and defend themselves. And uh, yeah, Bautista's fight was a good one. So again, if you haven't seen that, I'd go ahead and look that up. Um, so we see the Blue Jays let him go in 2018. And that really, that really just, declines his career I mean he signed to the Braves on a minor league deal really struggled there the Mets would then really give him I guess his last chance um he batted 204 and he was traded to the Phillies where he would finish his career but we really never saw too much production there um and I think the good the most interesting thing to point out about Bautista right now um we we I mean as we talked in former episodes with Jimmy Butler and Tony Romo they're still they're still contributing to the game. Or Jimmy Butler's obviously still active in the NBA, and he's big player for the Miami Heat. Tony Romo is a great football player. He's in the booth now, giving his perspective to fans on on CBS. And we see Bautista now. I mean, he's although he is heading towards retirement. I mean, he's pretty old. I think he knows he's heading towards retirement. He's not giving up. I mean, he's still trying to return as a two way player. And more importantly, he's trying to represent his home country. He's in the Dominican Republic, and he's really trying to become a two-way player for their Olympic qualifying. And, and that just speaks to the player Bautista is um, and what he was in the MLB. He's not easy to give up on. I mean, he's not going to give up on himself, and he's always going to keep trying to get better. Um, and so we're seeing that now. We're seeing him try to make a comeback. And, and what do you think that speaks to Bautista, Joey? He's too, you know, his hard work, where he came from. You know, he knows that he's been down. He, people have given up on him. Teams have, didn't have full trust in him. And it's happening again towards the end of his career. He should retire. You know, I'm, he's at this age now where teams aren't going to, you know, give him a nice contract or even any. So I think it's time for him to retire. But, you know, this is him. He's seen before in his life that teams have given up on him. Teams don't want to put trust in him. And it's happening again. And Bautista feels he still has little bit left in the tank, even if it's for playing for his home country in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, and that's just, it speaks to the words and it speaks to the show. I mean, he's kind of at that bottom again where nobody thinks he does have anything left in the tank, but really it's up to him. And uh, he, he thinks he does have it left in the tank. And I think he's doing it correctly. If the MLB is really not going to give him another chance, what better way to play the game you love than go home and play from where you started, where you came from, um, where you started this journey of baseball and, and even his journey of childhood. I mean, it, there's no better story. It'd be awesome to see him in the Olympic qualifying with the Dominican Republic. Um, and, and I really think that wrap up his baseball career in a picture per, or picture perfect fashion. Yeah, it's literally, he's just doing, he's where he started, where he wants to end. It's perfect. It all comes together. 
And Bautista, you know, he might have not had, you know, the best career in the major leagues because, you know, in the beginning it was struggling for him for him five different franchises in one year. And then at the end, teams just didn't want him. So it speaks to Bautista, you know, his 2015 from 20, 2010 from 2015. This guy was one of the best players, you know, maybe top 20 player in baseball. He hit the ball well. He led the Blue Jays to a couple playoff appearances. And props to Bautista from, you know, working his way up and making an impact in the MLB for the Blue Jays. Absolutely. And that's, that's, just, that's this show. That's what we do. We're representing these players, although they may not always take the credit that they deserve. Um, these hardworking stories are why we're doing this podcast. I mean, we want to, we want to give them shout outs. We want to inform people of how, how they had to work their way up. And, and they know that sometimes everything's not easy. You got to work your way from the bottom sometimes. And, and that's exactly what Bautista did. Um, and so his career will always be remembered by Blue Jay fans, Blue Jay organization, um, no matter how he went out. Yeah, I don't think people care about, you know, especially Blue Jays fans. They don't care how Bautista ended his career with the Blue Jays. It wasn't, it was mediocre, 235 uh, in both seasons under that. And, you know, how we started with the different franchises, what Bautista is known by, which is his 2010 to 2015 season, his iconic black flip, how he hit so many home runs, he batted good, his slugging was up there. That's what Jose Bautista is lived by. And that's what everyone remember him, like remembers him by, but no one remembers, you know, how his path to the pro started. And this is kind of just our learning lesson for everyone. Doesn't matter where you come from, how you started. It's about how you pick up, how you work hard, and where you finish. Definitely. Right on the point right there, Joey. And and that's what we do. And that's what this show's about. And that's what we'll continue to do over the next weeks. We continue to do this podcast. So thank you for tuning in to our Started from the Bottom podcast, talking about how Jose Bautista today. I'm Caleb Nixon, along with Joey Pelizzi. We hope you have a great rest of your day.